and welcome to Detention. This week, joining us for the sports edition of the Detention Podcast, we have Jim Harbaugh, Colorado University, Justin Herbert, Bronnie James, and Pat McAfee. <laughs> so a little bit broader spectrum this week. You know, you and I have always kind of talked about having kids and what our lives are going to be like in the future, right? But I will tell you, if I ever have a daughter, I'm never going to let her date a soccer player. There's okay. just a 1 in 11 chance that he's going to be a keeper, and I'm not going to put her through that. Uh, what do you mean by keeper? I get the joke, in a sense, but like, oh, Goal gotcha. Keeper. 1 in 11 chance that he'll be a keeper. Yes. Like, okay, gotcha. Okay. I'm glad you worked that out. Why are you assuming she's going to date 10 other people? How many people? No, okay, you're, you're not I'm an exception. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm an exception liar. to that rule. Anyway, that's pretty good. Thanks. I thought you would have been like, uh, there's always like a two and whatever chance that they're going to be a little too forward. That's funny, too. Yeah. Sometimes there's three, though. It doesn't always work. There's always one goalkeeper. That's true. What is it when they, they're, they, uh, never mind. Stupid thought. Anyway. Are you thinking hockey? No. The two players that are by the goal that help the goalie. The defenders. Defenders. Also sometimes three to four. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway. Whatever. Jim Harbaugh. Let's talk about him in first. Sure. So he is going to be suspended for four games this coming season. Nice. Why? The first four. Um, just because he apparently violated some NCAA rules. How? So how it is being talked about is that he had a recruit come to the university uh, and he ended up buying lunch for them. Which you oh, God. Which you can't do under NCAA rules, which... Yeah, I, I can see both sides of like, well, I'm just buying this kid a fucking hamburger or also like, well, I want this fucking kid to come to my school because he's a five-star recruit or whatever. I'm going to schmooze him as much as I can and spend some of my own money to make sure he comes, right? I can get both sides. But he also lied to the NCAA about it. So that's kind of where some more issues come in. So he is going to be suspended for the first four games of the season versus East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. Those are all going to be wins for Michigan, so it's not like it's that big of a deal. But it would mean that he would not be able to be present in the facility where the contests are being played and uh, have no contact or communication with football coaching staff members or student athletes during that suspension period, though he is able to participate in team practices. Okay. I think that's what I read. I want to say that I read that he can be at least somewhat involved with the practices, but he can't just be on site during the games talking to coaches and students. So uh, it's tied to an investigation to Michigan in which Harbaugh faces a level one violation for what I had previously described, the most serious kind of NCAA's purview, not for cooperating with NCAA enforcement. Um, And that's where it goes into... Apparently, he brought recruits lunch and then lied to the NCAA about it. But yet, we're going to pay these students millions of dollars in NIL money and lure them that way, and that's perfectly fine. Did you remember? Did you see that one that I tagged you on on Facebook about uh, Talia Tungla-Vailoa? Uh, yeah, I saw that you sent that to me. He was offered however many... Millions. Was it millions? It was millions of dollars. To go to some SEC school? That was undisclosed. Yeah, which I'm sure he could leak it if he really wanted to. Right. But, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest fear that 
so, all I coaches mean, have. I get the suspension, but in comparison to the NIL thing that's going on right now, not the biggest problem. No, it's really not. Or even with um, some of the different violations that the University of Tennessee has gone through <laughs> that I've heard about of like they're getting kind of like a slap on the wrist within their program. Meanwhile, the head coach in Michigan who bought a kid lunch has to be suspended for four games. It's kind of trivial at that point, like mishandling of justice. Yeah, you have to find some form of basis. Yeah. And go from there. Like, there's one thing that I used when I was in college for uh, the fraternity organizations because I was on a thing that oversaw the entire fraternities. And my job was to, if they were in trouble, hold a hearing and go from there. And one of the ways that we decided what reprimandations or punishments they would get Mm -hmm. was I would start at the most egregious. Okay. Are we going to expel them for this? Does this match? No. Okay. Let's go down the next step and go down from there. And then if you get to one that's like, Oh, that sounds about right. Let's go down the next step and see if that is too lenient Mm -hmm. and then just work your way. You can't just be like, this sounds good today. And then go somewhere else. You have to have some basis. And I'm sure the NCAA, to some extent, does have a basis. It's just whether or not that they tend to follow in line with whatever their code of conduct for how they handle these things are. I don't know. Again, we're not in any way up to speed on how the NCAA handles these things, but it does seem like it's a little bit wishy-washy depending on circumstance or circumstance. So a little bit mishandled guided there. Moving on. The University of Colorado is potentially going to be returning to the Big 12. So flipping conferences yet again. Well, when you got Prime, you got all these big name people. So it's just going to get more money. You think switching from the Pac-12 to the Big 12, they would get more money? Oh, they're in the Pac? No, they're in the Mountain West right now. No. Are they not? No, they're in the Pac-12. Oh, well, the the Pac-12 is dying, so. You're right, 100%. I mean, with USC and... Uh, UCLA joining the Big Ten coming this following season after this one. You have Washington, Stanford, and Oregon. Wanting to leave. Three. Yeah, and they're wanting to leave. Uh, Utah is also kind of wanting in at least some capacity to also leave the conference as well. So it is falling apart. It's just... But they're the conference of champions. The Big 12 is going to... Or not the Big 12. The Big 10 is going to be the conference of champions now. Mm -hmm. The Big 10... Next year is going to have the most uh, national championships. national championships for at least basketball, possibly yeah. for football too, depending on because I don't, in the SEC besides Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, Auburn, who else has won maybe, titles? Maybe Tennessee, I think, won one with Manning yeah, in maybe. the '90s. But like, still, it's not going to be anything compared to what the Big Ten is anyway. The Big 12 presidents and chancellors voted unanimously to, on a conference call this past Wednesday to accept Colorado in. Uh, Colorado has still not formally applied to the Big 12 for membership yet, though. Uh, Colorado's departure from the Big 12 would come after the 2023-2024 season, so this following season. It would con- coincide with the end of the Pac-12 television deal, meaning that they would... Uh, be able to leave Colorado, be able to leave and not have to pay an exit fee to the PAC 12. The board of the university will be holding a special meeting coming this Thursday where they hold an official vote on whether or not they will join the big 12 or not. 
Uh, since joining the Pac-12 in 2011, uh, Colorado has gone 48 and 94. So they have not done well. Now, before the Big 12 had their vote on if they would accept Colorado back into the Big 12, apparently Colorado was looking at leaving the Pac-12 anyway, but was more or less set on joining the Mountain West, like you said. So they were thinking about it, but now that the bigger boy conference is at least wanting them back, they'll more certainly join with them. But how's that going to play out with the Big 12? Because they just signed four more teams to make themselves back to 12. So are they going to be 13? Uh, potentially. I, I, get, I mean, the Big Maybe 12. Maybe Utah, if they decide. And if Utah were to leave. Yeah, I think the Big 12 would love to have Utah. As I mean, you have Utah join in, and then you would be like Utah, Oklahoma State, uh, Kansas State as like the top three teams within your your league, which would be great. And then Colorado can fight out amongst the other, you know, lower five schools that just joined, like Houston, UFC, and Cincinnati. Baylor. Well, I mean, oh. but like teams that would... Normally suck. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, Coach Prime, I'm sure he's just happy wherever he can, you know... Make money. Make money. I don't think he really cares too much about which conference he's in. I don't think he cares about his students either, honestly. Well, yeah, we've talked about that too. All right, finishing up football before moving on to other stuff. Justin Herbert finalized his contract extension with the Los Angeles Chargers. The quarterback has agreed to terms for a five-year extension worth $262.5 million. So that is $52.5 million per year. He was only scheduled to earn $4.23 million this coming season at, on his rookie contract. So that's a hell of a bump. Uh, the deal includes a no-trade clause, which is very interesting. So he can't even be traded within those five years. Um, a $133.7 million fully guaranteed and a $193.7 million in injury guarantees. Uh, Herbert Steele makes him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL history based on annual um, al- average annual value, beating out who we've already talked about, Lamar Jackson. And we ju- just keep going up, don't I we? know. And Justin Hurts, who were also signed for the highest annual value within this past offseason. Jalen Hurts. That's what I said, Jalen Hurts. You said Justin Hurts. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Um, man, I don't, I don't know about this. Like, I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve – to be recognized. It's just weird, the jump, right? I mean, when you look at fully guaranteed money, too, remember when we started that with Kirk Cousins at, like, $8 million? Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Now it's 133 Almost 134 damn near. Yeah, it's pretty fucking outrageous. And, I mean, Deshaun Watson also up there for being a really high-paid quarterback with this, like, extremely outrageous amount of guaranteed money. His full contract of 250 Yeah. Yeah. It's... Really gross. fucking insane, and it is gross. I mean, we keep talking about how these quarterbacks, though, yeah, they are super talented, and they deserve to get paid, but to the extent of this compared to other positions within the sport kind of seems strange. Um, but the fact that, yeah, they just keep topping one another. Like, we've literally talked about, oh, the newest highest-paid quarterback in NFL history three times within the last three or four months. Exactly. It's really becoming a dangerous 
precedent. Well, it's happening in basketball too. Oh yeah. With uh, Jalen Brown, he just signed the biggest contract of a five-year super max at three hundred and three million. Mm. And I had seen a post recently. It was like, you remember when Mike Conley signed the biggest contract, and it was one hundred and fifty-three million in like twenty twelve. Yeah, and everyone <laughs> thought that was outrageous. Right. I mean, to be fair, it, for Mike Conley, it was, but <laughs> three hundred three million for a guy who. I think Jalen Brown's fantastic, but not that he's not, he's not the guy. Yeah, he is not your number one option. He can be a number one option on a team, but he's not the number one option on that team. Yeah, and if you look at the playoffs this last year, he kind of fucked it. He doesn't have the handles that he needs to be able to at least hold on to the ball. He's a fantastic scorer for sure. But uh, I know you want to hold on to him, but mm, I wouldn't have paid that much money for Jalen Brown. It'll fuck you down the road. I would have paid him at like maybe two hundred million. How old is he? Uh, Twenty six. Okay, so he's still very young. Yeah. Okay. Uh, over the course of these last three seasons, Herbert is twenty five and twenty four, so just over five hundred, uh, with one playoff loss. He has passed for four, just over fourteen thousand yards who is now ahead of Andrew Luck for the most through a quarterback's first three NFL seasons. He has completed just over 1,300 career passes, which is also one of the most in the league throughout the first three years of a quarterback's uh, career. Herbert has thrown for 94 career touchdowns, recording three consecutive seasons with at least 25 passing touchdowns, putting his name alongside Hall of Famer Peyton Manning as the only other quarterback to do so within three years. That's pretty good. So he's very talented, yes. and he hasn't had the best team to do that. So, again, is is he worthy to get paid a lot of money? Yes. Is he worthy to get paid this much? That's yet to be determined. You know, me and Josh and Colin were talking yesterday about the running back issue, and Josh brought up some good points. But <laughs> the thing that makes me laugh is one of the running backs who is – arguing about the running back pay was Austin Eckler, uh-huh. the Chargers running back. Exactly. And imagine how he feels right now. I'm sure he feels a little bit slighted, though I'm also assuming that since he he's a very like just kind of centered, down-to-earth type of guy anyway, I'm sure he feels like, yes, this is a huge slight on me because I am worth more money than what I'm getting paid. But I also think he looks at it as like, well, I get it. I'm on a team that can actually well, potentially he demanded a trade. He did demand a trade, but I think he can also look at the fact of the team that he's on now does have the capability, at least earning him more career accolades. And depending on who he is, I would think he would look at the fact of like, I think I would rather earn a divisional championship and a potential playoff berth and then renegotiate a year later and see, well, here, we finally got to where we wanted to be, and now you need to fucking pay me where I'm leaving. Maybe. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what, especially with this team, how that plays out. Mm-hmm. I also saw that Ezekiel Elliott was looking to go with the Patriots. Did you see that? I saw a picture of him and Mac Jones out at dinner, mm-hmm. and they were both at the same side of the table, and the picture, they both looked like they were just not talking to anybody. Yeah, I'm sure. So I'm like this looks great. I'm sure Zeke has a pretty abrasive personality. I also don't want him on the Patriots. You don't think so? Nope, I uh, don't want it. Too much of a headache personality wise. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I'm sure uh, 
Belichick would have would get tired of him quickly. If he got tired of Cam Newton pretty quickly, I think he'd get tired of Zeke's antics pretty quickly. Yeah. So, all right, basketball news. Yeah, so the biggest thing that I've seen is, so Damian Lillard requested a trade. This is kind of old news. We mentioned that. I don't think we really talked too much other than that he wanted to trade mm-hmm. nowhere specifically of where. Well, that has changed. So he has been very vocal about how he really wants to go to Miami, the Heat. That would be good. Yes, but there's an issue. So the NBA had actually issued a memo to all 30 teams, uh, I think last Friday, stating that any player or his agent who makes public or private comments indicating he won't, quote, fully perform the services called for under his player contract in the event of a trade, end quote, will be subject to discipline. Oh. Reason for this is uh, Lillard's agent, Aaron Goodwin, had apparently warned other teams about trading for Lillard to anywhere besides Miami because he would not be happy anywhere else and he was telling other outlets that his client would only his client only wanted to play for miami okay because of this the uh nba issued a memo pretty much saying if things like this continue we're we're going to discipline you and this is for anyone not just lillard but anything going forward so if let's say lebron wants to change teams again but he says i want to play with the warriors and nobody but the warriors and no one but the warriors they'd be like um no can't do that like you can say that you want to play for a specific team but, but you can't only. say i want to only play for a specific team or even kind of hint at the fact that you won't play or you won't do Consider, your contractual duties yeah. if you're not there mm-hmm. which is kind of what at least even before this memo was the idea that I was getting from all the information that I was seeing was that Lillard only is going to play for Miami and nobody else. Whereas Portland is going, their owner said, I'm willing to wait months for the right deal for my team, Mm -hmm. which as an owner, that's what you should do. Right. Even though Lillard's given you 11 years and everything in that 11 years, you still have to do what's right for your team. And so he, he, he's looked at uh, trades with Miami and hasn't liked any of them. Okay. So he's been looking at other places to at least get a third party involved to mm-hmm. still send him to Miami, but get the best trade in return. He just hasn't liked any of them. And everything that I've heard, or at least how I've in- interpreted it from Lillard's camp is I am only going to Miami and I will not do anything else. I can see both sides. I can see the side of the NBA saying, well, you're under a contract that you did sign and you cannot set this precedent of if you want to be moved somewhere, I will only play for this specific team because then, you know, that's, I guess the NBA kind of in both aspects wants to have the super teams available because that's going to draw in crowds for even for traveling wherever they go to. But also you don't want to have a bunch of guys just going to a specific team and then that all the rest of them are just famous. Well, that's going to change with this new CBA that came out a couple months ago that we talked about is that there's going to be a specific cap mm. that you're pretty much only going to be able to have maybe two Supermax players mm-hmm. at most because the salary cap won't allow for it. Yeah. Because it's trying to equal, like it's trying to make everything more equitable for teams, especially like teams like New Orleans or Oklahoma City or even Utah that aren't really big, huge name cities like L.A. 
or even have, Timberwolves, Memphis. Right, where you have both of those L.A. teams that get a lot of money. You have New York that gets a lot of money. Chicago. You have Miami that gets a lot of money. Boston. Right. Yep. So you have all those teams that get this unfair superstars because they have the more money for it because they're just going over the cap space. Well, that's changing now. Mm -hmm. So even with that, it's going to change how Miami is going to have to play out their roster because they have a lot of big name teams as well. Like, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I just, I love this memo because I am so fucking tired of hearing players say, I want to go to this team and they won't do anything. I mean, look at how many people have sat out to get traded. Yeah. That's enough for me to, get irritated, but then saying, I'm only going to go to this team. No, that's not how this works. It is a business. You have your request and you have your desires to want to go somewhere, but you are still a player one way or the other. You go wherever you're going to go. That's how it's going to be. And if you want to sit out, then fine, sit out, but just don't play. Exactly. I can, I can see it kind of going a little bit of both ways. The desire is there for him where he wants to go, but if there is no opportunity for you to go there, then you're just going to have to suck it up. Exactly. Which, you know, unfortunately, that's kind of how the real world works. Yep. Just because you're a million-dollar athlete does not mean you get to run the roost. Exactly. But, all right, other sports news. Women's World Cup update. There are, were there all the pods finished with their groupings? Not yet. I think it ends August 4th, I believe. So this coming Friday. I want to say most of these pods have at least determined who's moving on to the group of 16, isn't it? There's been... Three groups that are finished with group play, which means you have five left. Okay. So let's scroll back up. I'm just going to run through these really quick. So the three that have been determined, so the top two teams that I'm going to say, well, the only two teams I'm going to say for these first three groupings have advanced to the next round. Mm -hmm. So in group A, you have Switzerland and Norway who have uh, progressed. Norway beat out New Zealand by goal differential because they have had the same amount of points. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, group B, Australia and Nigeria advanced, and then Group C, Japan and Spain has advanced. Just to go back to Nigeria here really quick, I heard that they were rated the worst team coming in to the World Cup, and they're advancing into the Group of 16. And they're beating Canada. Yes. That's... So I want to throw that out there to the ladies of Nigeria for their national team. They have superseded their expectations. <laughs> so congratulations. Now, moving on, all these other groups, I'm going to name off the ones that are actually relevant that might actually have a chance um, to advance, and they're going to be playing from tonight until the 4th, I believe. So then you have England, who's going to advance Yep. Um, just from goal differential, and then you're tied at three points apiece between Denmark and China. They both have the same goal differential, so whoever wins – Honestly, if if Denmark or China win the next game, chances are those are going to be the person going forward. Group E, you have the United States and Netherlands tied atop at four with Portugal at three. And I believe the United States is playing Portugal. So if United States wins... They're most certainly in. They're most certainly in. If they lose, it comes down to goal differential. They mm-hmm. either need a win or a tie pretty much yep. to advance because they have the highest goal differential. They do have a lead in goal differential by two. My guess, it's going to be the United States and Netherlands. That's what I would say. Group F, you have France and Jamaica, who are same boat, tied at four points apiece, and then Brazil is at three. Brazil does have the biggest goal differential, so if they win, that's automatic. If they tie, 
probably still going to get in. So I believe France. France for sure, and then either Jamaica or Brazil. I think France is going to play Brazil today um, or tomorrow. I'm not entirely sure who's playing, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's going to be France or Brazil. But Jamaica does have a really good shot. Uh, Group G, you got two more left. Uh, Sweden's automatically in, and then it's between... Well, I, honestly, really, unless, so anyone in this, unless Italy loses their next game, they're in as well. Yeah, but they have a horrible goal differential. Yeah, their goal differential is because Sweden kicked the shit out of them the mm-hmm. first game. Um, but my guess is Sweden and Italy are going because Sweden's automatically in with six, and then Italy has three points, and then South Africa and Argentina both have one point apiece because there was a draw, and they've lost one. So if they win, they're probably in. Or if somebody beats whoever of those two beats Italy is going to be in, but if Italy wins, which is probably more than likely, that that'd be who's in. And then the last one you have Colombia, who's pretty much automatically in, and then Germany and Morocco. Germany does have the goal differential there, so if there's a tie, that's probably who it's going to go to. My guess is Germany's going to win, but you never know. Morocco might squeak one out, but I highly doubt it. Yeah. So next week we will have. We will have moved past group play into the actual tournament itself with probably a couple eliminations already happening by the time we record. I would think so, because if they're finishing up on the 4th on Friday, they'll want to move it as... I'm assuming by a Sunday they'll have games. Yes. So then we should, by next Monday, at least have not only just the groups moving in or the teams moving in to the tournament play, but... Who's advancing beyond that? Yep. All right. So also other sports news. LeBron James's son had a cardiac arrest yes. at the age of 18. Yeah, which sudden, is pre- too. Yeah, which is pretty fucking scary. So during a team workout at USC, LeBron James's son, Brony James, Brony, whatever, uh, suffered a cardiac arrest. He was treated by USC medical staff before he was taken by ambulance to Caesar Sinai Medical Center where he arrived, quote, fully conscious, neurologically intact, and stable. Uh, LeBron James yesterday made a post on Instagram with a video of um, his son looking healthy, which I guess I don't quite know what that means. But he was also playing piano, so showing that his neurological functions are still intact. Um, Dr. Totally going to fucking ruin this. I am so sorry to whoever this is. Uh, Satyachi Reddy, a sports cardiologist within the Mayo Clinic in Phoenix, said, quote, the fact that he is being social and looks like he is certainly a good sign. Um, One of the biggest concerns with cardiac arrest is oxygen deprivation to the brain, which can lead to mental and physical disability. Being able to play the piano is a reassuring sign that he is doing good. So... That was something I thought was kind of strange to see in the news of like how an 18 year old all of a sudden just went into cardiac arrest. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It just, it can happen. I mean, I'm glad he's okay. As much as like I rag on LeBron James every now and again, obviously I don't want any harm on anybody. So I'm glad his son's okay. Cause he is a really talented basketball player, but beyond that, he's a human being. I just imagine that just like croaking over playing, like working this, out. At yeah, no, right. That'd nothing, nuts. nothing major. Something you've done literally a million times before. Just this time, your heart decided to fucking go arrhythmic. It's crazy. Yeah. So glad he's okay. Yeah, we're glad that he's okay. Obviously, last little bit of news here. Pat McAfee is in hot water. 
which reading the article that you posted here, I know I can get it, yeah. but I also can be like, who the fuck cares? And to uh, a, a lot of people, I can see, I have the comments of people responding to it and I can see as to why they would be upset, but I can also be like, poor joke, right? It is a, just not a good joke. Anyway, we'll move into it. So the former NFL punter is facing huge backlash um, after an offensive tweet based off of a Michigan State uh, image that was posted of their jerseys where he likened the design of the jersey being done by Larry Nasser. Nasser. Nasser, who was the former doctor who was convicted of sexually assaulting and abusing student-athletes at the university. And the United States women's gymnastics team. Yeah. More generally, just, you know... Like 200 and some... 265. Yeah, women, which is a lot. Uh, McAfee responded to a tweet from Evan Fox, who was commenting on how the jersey's design from Michigan State looked horrible. Uh, The tweet was uh, quoted as, I think Nasser was in on the design team, actually. So, uh, McAfee will officially become the full-time member of ESPN after this coming summer, and this is where the controversy comes in of a lot of fans are saying, well, because of this, maybe he shouldn't be a full-time member of ESPN, which I can kind of get that to some extent. Honestly, ESPN, I know there's a comment in there, but they really do not give a shit about who they hire. They just want to get whoever gets brings the most views. I'm sure they don't. Um, who else would you kind of lump in with that as they don't care who they hire? Oh, fuck. Who was it that they just hired recently? Um, I can't remember. Is it like a former athlete or something? I can't remember, but it's just ridiculous because they've they've fired other uh, broadcasters mm-hmm. for making way less crude comments than that, mm-hmm. and had no problem with it. But this one, because it's Pat McAfee, she's gonna slide off. Yeah. So then let's get into what are your kind of disagreements with uh, the decision that's being made, him still being a team member of ESPN based off of these statements? Well, I think at least e- the, the least ESPN needs to do is say, yeah, this ain't okay, and then reprimand him for whatever, like dox him salary or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But you can't make jokes about a sexual assaulter like that. It, first of all, it makes no sense. There, it literally does not make sense. And that's what that, a lot of people were joke. saying in the responses. Like, it doesn't really even make sense. Right. What, what, what connection does this have besides the fact that he was at Michigan State? Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. But then on top of that, why bring a guy in that has been charged guilty for sexually assaulting people? Not a good look. I don't care if... like. I understand the mentality that people say is like, if you don't like the joke, don't laugh at it. But there is something to be said about getting, there are certain things you really cannot like joke about. And in certain contexts, I laugh at really dark humor. This is one of them that I wouldn't because it's not good. It's not like you're, you're making a joke about assuming someone's, being sexually assaulted, depending on who you are, not funny at all. But if it's like someone who would never sexually assault somebody, depending on who you are, you could also find it funny. Am I defending it one way or the other? No. You can laugh at whatever you find funny. This guy who sexually assaulted 
265 women, a lot of them underage. Not okay. <laughs> yeah. My only caveat <laughs> to that is, okay, yeah, the guy's a, a serial offender, right? We can all agree that he's a piece of shit human. Now, saying that he was on the design team for the jerseys... When the designs are th- shitty. They are bad, and I can say how, you know, you're making the equivalency of the acts of the guy is as bad as the jerseys being bad, which obviously isn't true because... Right. Sexually assaulting and abusing 265 women, clearly a lot worse than just having the word state in a different green color on your jerseys. Yeah, I can get that. I don't think in the aspect of because he made that joke, that it should be a huge reprimand. It's just a very poor joke. And obviously, you know, we're not saying that Pat McAfee is a genius because he's clearly not a genius. He is definitely like the backwoods hillbilly on the squad. Rodgers. Yeah. 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 I think there's just, I shouldn't say there should be leeway with Pat McAfee, but you should also understand that the guy is just not that intelligent. So him making this joke is like, okay, he said another thing that's fucking dumb. So let's hire him for ESPN. I mean, he's a good personality. And overall... I would say generally he's a decent person. The only thing that I'd say is also a big knock against him besides this joke that he made is that he like openly um, supports like gambling for sports with FanDuel, which he had to actually close out of in order for him to be accepted in ESPN. He had to close his contracts with FanDuel. But the fact that you are promoting gambling for sports for a lot of people who don't need to be encouraged from your fan base on sporting on sports betting is not a good look on you either. So again, he's gotta gotta treat the sponsors well. Like like they're not making money. But they are more <laughs> with Pat McAfee saying to do it. Yeah, true. But all right, that closes up this week's episode of the sports section of the Detention Podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Please spread the word and encourage others to listen. You can follow us on Twitter at DetentionPod1, or you can send us an email at DetentionPodcast1 at gmail.com. You can listen to the Detention Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And with that, your detention has been served. We will see you again next week.